0: To say he's gonna call me a coward because I made the smart move in taking my bye to the finals. Why Daniel, like a fool, fought his way in. And truth be told, had Jeff Hardy not got involved in your match, it'd be shameless standing right where you are, Daniel Bryan. Okay, AJ. Well, Daniel, do you think that AJ's a coward?
1: Yes. Yes, I do. At least he shows traits of cowardice. But listen, AJ has his way of thinking, and I have mine, and I'm okay with that.
0: Well, AJ, the Intercontinental Championship is the one title that's eluded you. Is that a reason why you took a bye into the finals? I'll say it again. I took my bye because it was the smart move. You see, Renee, when I look in the mirror, I see a champion. I see the best, the greatest champion WWE's ever seen. See, Daniel Bryan, he's all heart. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing that you're doing the right thing. I mean, it's noble. What I am saying is,
1: it's stupid. I, I see what you're doing. You're trying to get under my skin, and it's not working. Listen, you and I have known each other a long, long time. Long enough to know that we have two entirely different worldviews, and apparently two entirely different visions of what it means to be the Intercontinental Champion. In your vision of being the Intercontinental Champion, You probably defend this championship sparingly and only against a select few opponents under the guise that nobody else is good enough. Because when you look in the mirror, you believe what you just said. You see yourself as the greatest champion of all time in WWE. But you couldn't even fathom some unexpected person coming up and shattering that vision. And that is why you're a coward. My vision of being the Intercontinental Champion is defending that championship every week on SmackDown. Whether it be against decorated veteran or young up-and-comer, any any superstar who wants an opportunity, they're going to get it. And I don't do that because it's noble. I do that for myself because I want to push myself. I want to test myself. I want to learn. I want to grow. When I think of being the best, it's not who I am right now. It's who I can be. And also, when the WWE Universe tunes into Friday Night SmackDown, I want them to be excited each and every week knowing that there's going to be a championship match, knowing that maybe their favorite superstar could find beat me, could break through and win a championship here in the WWE. That's what I want. That's my vision. Yeah. You
0: know what it sounds like to me? It sounds like you want me to just give a handout. Is that what you want? You want a handout? You want to just throw out handouts? Is that it? I don't believe in handouts. I believe in earning an opportunity. I mean, you know, speaking of opportunity, how did Drew Gulak get the opportunity to become your coach? How'd that happen? And an and opportunity, an opportunity to work here in the WWE. You know what? It doesn't sound like an opportunity to be. It sounds like a handout. That's not what want. So, if we can't agree what our visions are. I believe it's a handout, you believe it's opportunity. How about this? How about I reach across the aisle and do something unexpected? How about I give true Gulag an opportunity right here tonight, right now, in this very ring? You know, Gulak, I know you're back there, I saw you. So why don't you come down this ring, get your handout,
2: a.k.a. an ass-whipping. What's going on, everybody? I just thought I would uh, do... Uh, I had other topics to talk about, but while I'm here, I might as well do, you know, some Smackdown talk, just like you heard in the top of the fucking hour. Um, and then I'm also going to do in-your-house predictions, and then I have other topics that, you know, have been crossing my mind lately that I need to talk about. You know what I mean? I've been, again, I haven't really been watching much television. You know I mean? I think I've been scaling. I think my mind has prepared me for the last year that it wasn't gonna matter if i caught up on the newest netflix fucking thing i'm like you know i have so i have a list of different fucking shit that you know i have to fucking still watch i'm still behind on a lot of fucking movies as well and all that right but with what's going on in the world i just don't really give a fuck you know what i mean who cares if I'm not really on to in tune with what's going on for, you know, if so I can make a reference, you know, be like, oh, my life is like, you know, so and so, you know, maybe like, you know, Miss America or something like that. You know what I mean? Like just shoehorning a fucking reference and shoehorning different characters or some shit like that. I, I will admit I kind of do miss fucking watching uh, some fucking movies or TV shows in the sense that at least like if I didn't get what like the show was trying to say and shit. I would be show, I, I would be watching it to see what predictive programming they're putting in. In a sea full of propaganda, there's like hidden truth in there. That's how I would fucking judge movies, you know what I mean? I wouldn't be really watching it. So now when I look at more leftist perspectives and all that type of shit, it's like, well, I'm out of my element. I don't know how to fucking analyze any of that shit, you know? but uh you know um hold on a sec whenever I, I i lean the fucking battery down while i'm recording i can never i can never see how much battery is in there i'm on an iphone x right so you know um hold on So yeah, so SmackDown. Um, it, it was actually de- like SmackDown has normally been like like one of like the, the it's been one of the worser worser It's been one of the worst shows that WWE puts together in this during this pandemic especially, and it also feels even like during like the whole, like the whole Fox move. Anyways, the show the show has been kind of weaker than what Raw has. It's definitely weaker than NXT, obviously. But I thought like this week was decent, even though like there was some goofy stuff that I don't really fucking care for. So let me uh, get into that quickly. Uh, um, just let me transition because again, you know, it's you know I, I I I I need to refresh myself with the fucking with some of the details of the results, if you if you will, you know what I mean. I don't I don't want to just go half ass with it. I'm not gonna recap the moves and all that type of shit. I'm not good at that shit, but. Um, just let me transition into, uh, uh, into more of, uh, again, just let me transition. Who gives a shit? Why am I giving you an explanation? Fuck it. Okay, so, um, let me, yeah, let me give you some SmackDown thoughts, you know, I might as well get it over with, you know, create some content, you know what I mean? For the fucking, uh, for the podcast and all. Do I, I figure I should do, I should have done this earlier, but thing is, I, I tend to, like, write down some of the points that I do, so that maybe it's in my head, so that I could, like, you know, again, I'm, I'm over-explaining, again, this should be the over-explaining podcast, but, uh, uh, SmackDown started with, you know, Jeff Hardy coming out, you know, thing is, Jeff Hardy, okay, listen, man, the guy is never great, he's like not a great actor, right, he's not, he's not fucking that good of an actor, right, But what I admire about Jeff Hardy is that when he's put in these situations, knowing that he has, like, a limitation on how he should, like, you know, how he should be a thespian, essentially, right, he he still gives it his all, like, he still goes all in. With the acting, you know what I mean? Like, the over dramatic, like, and then something awful happened. You know what I mean? Like, 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 like that. I'm, I'm not doing the, I, I didn't put enough North Carolina, you know, North Cackalacky fucking accent on it. But, you know, you can imagine how a Jeff Hardy promo goes. Where he basically is explaining what fucking shitty booking that the fucking company put him in. You know what I mean? The logic behind it, like, him getting hit with a car and then not knowing who hit him and then he woke up and then he had to go to the police and then he said that people were telling him that somehow people were telling him that uh that uh, you know um that you know uh he said the pol- he goes he wakes up the police were surrounding him he smelled like alcohol and the next thing he knew p- police were you know uh you know he, he, he said he he was glad to know he wasn't on his path alone you know he was on this path alone, and he knew he did not slip. Uh, from you know, you know he didn't have uh, you know, a slippery slope. They had to like beat it over your head because you know people were like, "Oh my God, you're doing a re, you're doing a uh uh you know um somebody relapsing uh, um who already has problems." So they had to, it's it's like they had to like go in detail and have Hardy be the fucking guy to explain it in his uh, in his in the way that he can only do it. Uh, explain, like, you know, like, even, like, being as obvious as saying "Then witnesses told me that somebody with red hair and a red beard were walking around. Like, you know what I mean? This would have been a perfect time instead of having Hardy cut the promo, maybe have the fucking hackers come out and basically say it. Because, like, you put Hardy in these situations and and the poor guy, the guy fucking, you know, he he tries his best with it. Then, obviously, you know, um, you know, uh, Sheamus walks out and he said that uh, you know, uh he he said basically doing the same typical thing that you do to Jeff Hardy where you're like, Oh guys like you make excuses for your failures while obviously being guilty. I if if Jeff Hardy just gone uh you know, the uh, they said the person had red hair only and didn't mention the red beard I thought Seamus could have come on and go, listen, if you say what's true, then shame on Becky Lynch for setting you up. Like, she's a pregnant woman and all that. You know what I mean? So, you know, Sheamus and him, you know, Sheamus basically calls him a junkie. And, you know, uh, and, and and after he after he said that his family should be uh used to disappointments hardy fucking started brawling with him and then Sheamus basically lays him out and again they got their they got their perfect usage of the fucking uh of the gla- of the you know the glass that they had like the the, you know the, the, the it's not actual glass. It's like what what do you call that kind of again? This is a guy who can't even put English sentences together. No, I mean, if you if you watch the fucking program, you know what I'm talking about. The fucking the you know the floppy fucking glass. I guess you know what I mean. Um, the, the plexiglass. See, that's it. Plexiglass. See, it pops into my head. I lose again. Like I said, Kelly Bundy syndrome. I lose like. Uh, I lose what's fucking happening in my head, and then I have to be reminded about it. That's what it was—plexiglass. It wasn't like real glass. You know what I mean? Like I think the same shit they use they, they use when uh, Eric Bischoff was like, you know, remember when Eric Bischoff was uh, previewing the fucking elimination chamber, and he was like, "This is bulletproof glass that that holds these guys in their in, in their in, in that in that whatever, right?" And he starts kicking the fucking—he starts kicking it, and it actually breaks. Like you know what I mean? It's like the funniest fucking thing ever. You know what I mean? Uh, I I always laugh at that. Whatever, because like again, if they try to sell us on. You know how like, WWE will always sell you on Bush? Like oh my god, they're eighteen feet in the air, and like it's never like really eighteen feet, or the guys don't really weigh as much as they fucking advertise and all that shit. It was like wh- it was like one of their bullshit fucking talking points got like, uh, it basically backfired on them on like on like on live television, but yeah, that was. um that was that part, you know what I mean? Um, hold on, sorry. What else happened here? Uh, yeah, then Otis, then, you know, Otis was fucking wearing... Again, I, I honestly don't care about either of these guys right now, especially because Otis has the money in the bank, and he's, you know what I mean? And again, I, again listen, maybe I'm, I'm being an example of somebody who, you know, when they push somebody, you guys complain, you know? But it's like... It's like okay listen I, I guess maybe it would be different I, I, I think I I would I would be in a different mood about this if there was a crowd that was there. Cause the crowd was into this Mandy and fucking Otis storyline from the fucking get right because Otis has kind of been over. And again when when it's like a fucking like little you know mid card thing you know on, on the lower mid card type of shit then, like, of course I don't fucking care, really, right? You know what I mean? Who cares not in the main event? But now that you're kind of prompting this guy to be a main event and he just has these random feuds with Corbin, who everyone is already sick of, right? Even though I think Corbin is a good fucking heel, I just think that they should make him, like, stop being more of a cartoonish fucking uh, asshole and be an actual, like, real villain. Like Like I said before, the... I think, the like, one of the only times I like, bought into a venomous fucking uh, Baron Corbin was when he did the end of days to fucking Becky Lynch. And then he goes to Seth Rollins, what are you gonna do about it, you piece of shit? Like, that right there, like, that That was actually, like, you know, this kind of stuff that I would like to see from him. Like, you know what I mean? That kind of venomous shit. It just, we, ha- like, since, like, 2000, maybe 17, 2018... He's, like, you know, he's been on, he was on Raw, and he was doing, like, he was doing, like, you know, non-stop matches with Finn Balor, and then, again, who else has he fucking faced? Because they, they, they do the feuds over and over again, you know what I mean? And I guess, I guess, like, you're probably making him a real fucking heel, and then, of course, he gotta be the guy that retired Kurt Angle, essentially, and all that shit, which was, you know, I, again, I mean, if you want to build a fucking heel, I guess, but... I mean, it really didn't. Do, it really didn't do anything for. me. It didn't do it, Do anything for me, other than you know the Seth Rollins feud. I didn't really mind that that feud too much, even though like by then Corbin's already getting you know, ki- getting kind of on everyone's nerves. But yeah, this was like a basic fucking match between uh, him and um, uh, Otis. You know, uh, like like it was basically just like more m- m- like he. he it was basically more just like you know these like these like little power moves that Otis will do basically right and and then like Corbin it basically ends with Corbin going grabbing a fucking grabbing the crown that Otis stole earlier back back. He then grabbed a steel chair and used it on Otis, drawing the disqualification, and then you know. Uh, uh, o-, o then Otis lay Otis lays him out basically and then and, and does his album, does his worm his caterpillar, and then his fucking, you know, dropping the elbow on him, and then that was basically it. You know what I mean? So I guess maybe that feud... I'm guaranteeing that feud is gonna be... you you you're gonna see this match on Backlash, probably. You know what I mean? Um... What else happened here? Uh... You, uh Lacey Evans and Sonny DeVille uh, had a match again. Which was all... Which, you know, th- this one was actually a lot better than the one they had last week. It was, like, a lot more physical. I think... Ever since Sonya Deville got her Illuminati microchip, she's like, I guess both of them actually, they've actually like, upped their game, and again, like I'm, I'm not really into the Lacey character, Sonya Deville, she showed me something, but I think that she, I think she, she had that one fiery promo where it was emotional, and now I think she carries that all the time where it doesn't even call for, because Mandy interrupted the fucking match. She, like, and Mandy said, like, oh, you're always going to be a failure, which is coming across kind of like a heel, kind of. But again, who am I to say? Maybe that's her way of fucking getting back at Sonya for fucking, for being a fucking evil bitch, right? So again, then she walks into a, a, a woman's right and she gets, you know, gets pinned for it. But uh, one of the other things that was strange about this, I don't know if this was, this was real, because I, I imagine if it was real, they would have just redid it because it's taped. But the referee hold on a second. Let me again I'm I'm reading the results right here. Okay, yeah. So what happens is it uh hold on. A school yeah, schoolboy att- uh, pin attempt by Evans launched Deville into the referee. Now the referee Okay, he just looked like a basic fall, right? So I don't know if the guy was really injured, which is probably part of his systemic initiation. Now, uh, I don't know if he was really injured and he was just... I mean, they put so much fucking focus on it, right? That like you know what I mean? Like he they basically it was like the, the match was like basically it just stopped and was focused on him. They go to commercial and then the female referee is in there. So is it just something that they're doing to make referees more char- more more like character like in the matches or whatever? Because I don't if that wasn't a real f- injury. I don't see what the point of stopping the match was from doing that. Like was, I, like, unless like the woman, the the woman was supposed to played play a, different, a pivotal role in what the result was. I didn't, I, I didn't know, understand why they would even go that fucking route. Like it was like, you know, here comes a segment of the fucking uh, the the segment of the fucking night. This is what made me kind of hype for it. it was Daniel Bryan, and again I put that clip in there. Where, and again, even Polygon Way when they were analyzing it, they were like, uh, I guess I guess I wasn't the only one that that kind of noticed it because, you know what I mean, I I, I I always look at it like, oh, shit, maybe I'm just looking in. like, I'm always having, I always I have to be political in some fucking way to, like, always kind of go, oh, this promo bringing fucking, uh, is this co- promo bringing uh, politics into this? Uh, you know what I mean? Or am I just imagining it? Maybe it was because I was also looking at, you know, Twitter with the fucking the, the, the account, what will Mongo, what will Mongo McMichael do next, it's an account based off, like, botches that, uh, Mongo McMichael does, and I've been obsessed with it ever fucking since, and I've, I've noticed this, another one is the Rick, is the Rick Rude, is the Rick Rude one, which is fucking really great, uh, Rick Rude, uh, uh, uh reacting to atomic, bo- atomic drops, basically, um, but, yeah, so, like, again, that fucking proves my point that, like, the, the, this, account it's like mongo was given so if this guy existed now people would fucking be complaining so much people are like like oh my god this guy was so fucking great in a, in an ironic way but yet they'll shit on Ahmed johnson for stuff that he you know you know what i mean like like Armid johnson was way better than mongo like michael and and mongo michael was given a fucking uh a, a massive role in the fucking Four Horsemen, and he got fucking a, massive fucking uh, pay-per-view matches that were, like, with different NFL fucking people and shit like that. But, uh, any, anyways, so, but then the, Dan, Daniel Bryan came out, and they're basically... And, again, like, the clip from the top showed you is that, like, they're basically hyping what the, what it means, uh, what they're gonna do with the IC belt, and you can basically change the variables of, of this fucking promo and basically show that, um... Basically, show that. uh... Sorry, I got like my cigarette. No, they're basically, sh- basically showing like your political ideology, which has been coming up more and more often. And again, let's see, again, I'm not saying that you know. Again, these tragic incidents that are happening and all that, right? But it feels like, like they've been fucking the 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 celebrity world has been kind of training you with certain celebrities whose political views are becoming more of a thing, and since everything is now politicized, I feel like the the focus on AJ being a quote-unquote Republican, like, you know what I mean? Like, the, the, the focus on that seems like, you know, um, it seems like... It seems like it's coming into the, it's coming in, it's coming to the forefront, and even Daniel Bryan in his previous feud with AJ Styles back in two thousand nineteen, when he did that anti-capitalist promo, and he basically kind of hinted there about like because some, because someone like your vision Vince McMahon, it's it's on your position, you're able to create someone like AJ Styles to be a good guy, a hero, to be seen as a hero and to me i read too much into that where i thought oh he's hinting that like wwe make the like the wrong fucking guys heroes at times like make the wrong guys good guys but i i like the fucking i like the fucking thing because aj was talking about handouts Basically, ma- making the argument for a capitalist essentially, right? Making uh making the Republican arguments that like people don't uh people don't need oppor- people don't have to earn opportunity that they shouldn't be given to given to them whatever. And Daniel Bryan was more of like I'm gonna defend this title every fucking week. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that with the title and all that. You know what I mean. And again, he that's been one of his goals because you know in two thousand fifteen. He won the Intercontinental belt, and he had to go because he had an injury, um, you know, that led to his retirement for, like, over a year. Sorry, two years. And then, uh, of course, you know, uh, in this promo, it just felt like, uh, that, you know, it, 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 basically, AJ, basically AJ Styles basically saying that he's going to give a handout right now. Like in a mockery way uh, to to Drew Gulak, who he was like astonished that he's trading Daniel Bryan, and then you know Daniel then you know you know but again like the 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 segment was really really good like I put it up at the top that's why I did it but like it just I I can't even say enough words because whenever Daniel Bryan A J Styles are fucking in the same like whenever they're in the same ring and they're doing promos against each other. And because, like, in the real-life element that you know Daniel Bryan's this fucking socialist type of dude, while AJ Styles is fucking, you know, uh, this Republican dude. Even, like, now, CM Punk has been mentioning it, where CM Punk's like, if you're not using your platform to do this or speak out at a time, you're staying silent. That's, like, really cowardice and all that, and you're showing your true colors. And then I think somebody, because somebody uh, then... uh, brought up, oh, you're talking, you might be talking about AJ Styles or something like that, like, you know what I mean, I I I don't think you're talking about AJ Styles, he said, yeah, you know, guys like AJ Styles uh, do this and do that, like, they go on their show and then they don't actually say anything of substance and all that type of shit, and CM Punk's like, well, come on, like, everyone's known what his, what his views have been for a while and all that, so it 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 makes me think that, like, even, like, some of these people that are online personalities even, they knew at some point like these things were going to be addressed so they all had their stories of different cause I i've heard different people on on my like, twitter feed that say that they, they, when when they're doing when they're doing like in, in, indie stuff and all that like they had arguments with gunner or 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 aj styles even about their political views and it feels like some of these guys sometimes could be kind of planted in social media, not for, like, again, it, 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 just because it might be a little bit planted there, it, means, it doesn't mean that it's a bad thing, it, mean, it just means that it's gonna lead to something so it gets addressed eventually, right? So that's why, you know, I, and I noticed lately they've been focusing more on the AJ Styles, all of a sudden now people are bringing up about, you know, him saying, like, you know, the, that he's, like, he's, like, kind of a fucking homophobe, like, you know, he's a flat earther. Again, <laughs> You don't know what these people actually feel because, again, you think because they're showing it in real life that, you know, uh, if they're showing it in real life that that must mean who they are. And, again, I'm not saying don't fucking call them out or anything like that. You should call them out. But, you, but for all you know, AJ Styles could be somebody, you know what I mean? Like, he could be one of those guys behind the scenes that's actually closeted. And that's probably why he kind of gets away with kind of being... Known as a bigot, you know what I mean. Again, I'm not saying he is. I'm saying, but you know, a lot of people in show business, whether wrestling or you know, in Hollywood and all that type of shit. Some of these guys are not really, you know, like some. Some people are lesbian. Some people are gay. So I think some people even fake. I think some people even fake being gay. If you, you want my fucking thing? But again, you know, he because it just all comes across like that to me, and it's not an insulting way. Just he just comes across like somebody, who who has to like be that fucking like hardcore Christian dude, and then you're gonna find out that you know like Lindsey Graham shit. I'll get into that part later. I'll get into that later. I got other thoughts. I just wanna focus on the wrestling portion first. But again I, I like the fucking promo. Um But I like that Daniel Bryan called him out and said that he would defend it sparingly. Basically it's like whenever Daniel Bryan does these promos against these guys, it's like he he's basically calling out like WWE's booking. He's ba- he's basically calling out their booking and he tries to make sense of it. It was even funnier when he was uh, the GM and then when they had bad booking decisions, he would go on talking smack and have to fucking kind of like put logic into why that would fucking happen. I always found that hilarious. But then, you know, it leads to a Gulak match with him. Um, Gulak attacked him before the match because he rushed in because he was basically putting Gulak down for, you know, for, like, oh, why would you get him to train you? And then he, he was talking about Gulak not deserving. Uh, he he said to Daniel Bryan, uh goes, Bryan, Bryan's friend Gulak as a type of person who benefits off of kind of handouts that Bryan is suggesting, leading to a challenge, right? So, so again, like, so, again, so that, that obviously pissed off Gulak. Um there was a lot, like a lot of mat based atta- it was like it was like a lot of mat based work and then hard hitting fucking like clotheslines and even one fucking great ger- one great german suplex like that uh that uh, uh that Gulag did on AJ where AJ went flying like halfway through the fucking from one corner halfway to the ring in a way I I was actually impressed with that um um the Gulak was able to match Styles' intensity, both wrestling pair striking. Uh, it was a, it was a really short match, but, um, uh, and, like, and when AJ Styles was prepared to hit the fucking, you know, the, the Styles Clash, he pivoted to face Daniel Bryan, allowing Gulak to counter the move into a flipping pin, which he used to score, you know, w- which he used to score the fucking, uh, you know, a, a good victory. I don't know if that was smart to do that with you know AJ Styles having to face Daniel Bryan down the line, but again, like does that mean that again the way that they're, that they're hinting at me does Gulak does Gu, if Daniel Bryan wins it does Gulak, uh, does if Daniel Bryan loses does Gulak help Styles win and he maybe he gets manipulated into AJ Styles's kind of thinking and all that and going you know what you like and kind of like. Cementing his fucking view on, on, on on how like you know the quote unquote handouts and all that. Cause I'm, cause now that they mentioned that, I don't know if it's gonna be a one off maybe wwe me i i think this was filmed before all of this fucking political shit's been going on like in the in, in like all the rioting and all that stuff was going on so i can see them not even even going back to that kind of promo again but i do think it's kind of coincidental that, that like some of these these people some of these institutions are putting in these kind of promos And again, like you know, you talk about oh, Lee Paul took out of wrestling and all that. Lee Paul took out of wrestling, but if it's gonna be kind of like this, see, Daniel Bryan didn't just do a typical baby face thing. He actually gave good, good, actually logical responses to it. So if you had this kind of these kind of uh, uh, these kind of exchanges with the characters and all that. I wouldn't fucking mind, you know what I mean? Like, as long as you have a good progressive, good... You have progressive good guys to go against the fucking, you know, a little bit of the elitist, racist, misogynist, homophobic heels, you know? Um, yeah, and then I should cover all this right now. Some of it was funny, but again, the I guess the the to hype up the universal title fucking match... You had fucking a cosplay of fucking punked and jackass all in one. I I've been repeating the joke that you should just have fucking got Chris Pontius and uh, Johnny Knoxville to come out. And the reason why I mentioned Chris Pontius is because then Steve O was the obvious reference. So I'm like, if I'm gonna make a, if I'm gonna make a jackass reference, I might as well make it a little ex- obscure. I'm sure most people don't, I'm sure when people think of jackass, more people think about Johnny Knoxville, Bam, or Steve-O, those are the three guys that you will fucking have people name off, right, no one's gonna be, uh, no one's gonna be, like, uh, listing off Preston, you know, the, the fat dude, you know what I mean, so I just thought I would name Chris Pontius, but, yeah, so, again, they fucked up his shake, they're watching in a van, and again, like th- like th- at least they try to explain it. Like, okay, well, you know, um, um, we're heading into a title match, and again, you know, when monsters get angry, that's when they make mistakes and all that. You know what I mean? They're trying to salvage what fucking stupid shit they're putting these guys through right now, right? So again, like Miz and Morrison weren't like bad in these segments. They're entertaining. But, I, I mean, it, it was just, I don't know, I, it's just the way you want to set up a world, a, you know, for the title match. I mean, this is obviously not going to be the main event, uh, clearly not going to be the main event. Uh, I, I'm i not I'm probably, uh, probably the fucking uh, Lashley and Drew match won't be the main, I'm, I'm assuming the main event is going to be Edge and Orton. That's why, I mean, again, you can't have a, a pay-per-view, a pay-per-view match monikered the greatest match ever and then not have that shit, you know what I mean? So we'll see where that fucking goes. Uh yeah, so um so again with what what happened was yeah, they fucked with his drink throughout the night. Then the second time so this, this one was funny. They they uh, when she he was being interviewed he was being interviewed by Caleb Braxton, they moved uh the the um uh, uh they had something set up uh, and a button would be pressed where they can dump fucking uh the the, the green green slime we want to do the Nickelodeon Awards and shit uh, they, they, but then they missed Miss Stroman, and they got Kayla, and then there was an argument about I told you to put it on the left, no, no you said stage left, no, 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 left I thought that was funny, but then also at the same time when these things happen, it triggers my you know how I talked about in the podcast, I talked about uh, multiple times on Periscope even, about fucking how whenever somebody uh, makes mention of like like different, like uh, the left side or the right side, it confuses me on television, of what they're talking about, like, okay, so Kayla Kayla, Kayla would be uh, okay again the opposite of, of, of my view would be Kayla's thing so that's left but then what would be stage left stage left would be where we're we're again it, it made no it made no sense because sta- stage left would be hold on let me see again this is what confuses me I'm fa- okay so I'm facing it and how they're facing it so Kayla's actually would be on the left right and then when it goes stage left, which would mean the stage. Okay, so they face. Okay, again, see, again, basic fucking thing. It see again that that kind of shit confuses the living shit out of me. Like I take a break from whatever I'm doing if I'm faced with that, and like even when like the like the, the, the even when like I don't understand when like I'm doing a picture and it, it's like the opposite sides are there and it and it looks so it looks so organic. In, in the picture setting. But I'm like, how does it look so fucking organic? And I lose my fucking mind. But anyway, they did that. And then they destroyed his fucking car. Then he fucking loses it. And then somebody stooges off that they're in the fucking van. And then he basically threatens them. And, and then people were like liking this. But, I mean, listen, man. Me, personally, for, for a Universal title match. I, no, no thank you, man. No thank you. But, I get Like, the thing is, I was hoping that maybe this would... Get Miz and Morrison out of the fucking comedy shit that they were fucking doing, and maybe kind of hint that they're gonna go singles, and maybe kind of hint that Miz might, Miz or Morrison might go for the fucking title, you know what I mean, like, you could have actually, d- like, done that, but it's more, like, I feel like more of what you've done with them, has been more of the comedy, where, I think at this point, like, it, that was fine, like, 10 years ago, when they were doing that, right, it was, fu- it was fine, because, like, when, whenever you're, uh, like, y- you do, whenever you're in the fucking verge of being pushed, you'll do the comedy where you're teethering on either falling for the Santino level of comedy, where it you becomes your main fucking go-to, you know, with R-Truth as well, to some extent, you know, to a lot... To some, I was going to say to some extent, but he did it... He, he's been doing it consistently for the last ten years, last, like, nine years at least. They gave him, like, a fucking couple of months of being serious. Um, but, yeah, so... So so I just thought this incarnation could be like I I Miz's 2016, two thousand sixteen two thousand seventeen, uh Venom like that that he had right. So again like I I kind of wish they would have more ruthlessness in them to do that kind of shit. Again you know that doesn't really make much sense. But again I'm over analyzing a fucking shitty fucking feud that's not gonna even matter in the grand scheme of fucking things. Um, again, yeah. Those are the, the, the again. I was getting food during this fucking segment. I didn't. I, I, what they call Gulak got into an argument with Cesaro and Nakamura, and somehow Mojo. I guess he has nothing else to do now. I guess his push is basically done since they they teased. They were teasing a push for a bit. Then he's been doing main events, and then with this twenty four seven title, they 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 kind of uh led it to Gronk coming in. And then you think, okay, Gronk is assigned sign WWE now, and maybe Mojo will fucking get pushed by default. Now they're doing serious. Now he's just in random fucking six man feuds, and it seems like Nakamura and Cesaro they just go with whoever because Sami Zayn is not even there anymore. So who gives a f- like? You know what I mean? It's like who gives a fuck really? Like, uh, like you know what I mean? Like it's like it's like like the creator doesn't give a fuck about them. They'll look credible for a bit, but then they always just fucking end up losing. Like, you know what I mean, like, like and not even, lo- it's one thing to lose, if not, fine, it's part of a character, you gotta lose, but it's like, there's nothing even creative being done with them, like, there's nothing creative even being done with them, and so the New Day, so New Day save, um, Gable, and then they eventually have a match, which was really good, it actually, I, I, it was more, f- f- more focused on, uh, Gable showcasing his fucking skill more than anything, um, Oh, uh, hold on a second. Let me see. Uh, uh hold on, hold on, hold on. Someone who recapped this was what was doing it. Uh, somebody didn't recap. I'm I'm just looking at a, a a reference for like some of the moves that were done, so I can at least have some fucking you know move structure. The person, the, the the place that I'm reading it didn't even include. The fucking highlights from the new day, so again the, even people who are reviewing this on like you know Cbs sports even they didn 't deem fucking Nakamura Cesaro and gable uh, Nakamura, Nakamura Cesaro and mojo against new day and fucking gable even they didn 't fucking value this match but again it it wasn 't actually it was actually a good match and uh, uh the new the new day the new day won I think forgotten Sons I even. Mean, with minus Jackson Riker, um it came out basically, you know. Which leads us to, it, which leads us to our main event, which was uh Sasha Banks and Bailey. And again, listen, I was happy that, you know, Banks beat Bliss the previous week and all that. But you got a pinner. So I just figured that you know this is gonna be a TV match and they're probably gonna lose and it will just lead to more tension between Bailey and Sasha and, and that was gonna just be it really you know what I mean you get Bliss beating Sasha again and all that type of shit but actually they fucking won the fucking match they they they, they you know um uh, uh, I'll read some of the highlights here a bit of interference on the apron by Bangs allowed Bailey to turn things around on Cross. Who who had hold of the, the who had hold of Bailey. Uh the challengers kept uh, the pressure on Cross, cutting her off in the corner for making a tag to Bliss. Cross eventually made a hot tag. And of course Bliss had a clean house, but then Bailey eventually cut it off with uh with the Bailey the belly from the second rope. Um but Banks uh, couldn't even score a pin with a running knee follow-up. Bliss scored her own near fall with the code red on Banks. You know, I, again, everyone has a again. I was think that the Canadian destroyer and shit, but it's more again. It, it, uh, Corey Gray referred to it as like a a sunset bomb, basically, right? But I I always just uh, assumed those kind of moves because they always look similar to a Canadian destroyer, like even like Trevor Murdoch used to do it. And I remember I used to go, oh, yo, turn Murder doing the Canadian Destroyer, and then my brother always cracked goes... I thought the Canadian Destroyer, but I'm like, it fucking looked like a fucking Canadian Destroyer, and then I, he's the only guy that was doing something that that was again before everyone did it fucking twenty times in a fucking match, you know, but okay, so you know. um uh, wait a cool. Uh, hold on, hold on. On banks, while cross had a turn into DT on uh, on on banks uh, on the outside. How, how, how did? It... Oh, she, he's saying that again. Again, this guy doesn't write properly. Um, uh, while cross had a turn into DT on Bailey on the outside, Banks hit the back backstabber, and um and 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 uh, back eventually Banks hit the backstabber on Cross. And was locking to the bank statement, but Bailey tried to steal the glory from the bl- with the blind tag. Bangs eventually had to hit Bailey, um, uh, get Bailey out of trouble, and then manage to score a crucifix pin on Cross in a pin exchange to score the win. Uh, hold on, yeah, she had the fucking uh, the 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 bang statement part on, like you know where she does the uh, where she has like the, the 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 actual submission part on, then like. Nikki Cross kind of reversed it a little bit, but then Banks kind of did a ro- roll around to get the pin uh, uh, on it, like you know, and and then that's what led to the fucking pin. I was actually surprised about it. I was I, I was really really fucking surprised. By the way, thanks for CBS Sports for uh, who 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 wrote the recap, because again it was a, it was a good reference. Brent um, Brookhouse. Next time, include fucking uh, the six-man tag, you bum. No, I'm joking. No, but again, I, sometimes I need a reference point to fucking look up some of the matches. So, like, uh, look up at least some of the moves. You know what I mean? So I, just, like, I, I could just come on here and go, like, yeah, it was a really good back-and-forth physical match, you know. And, you know, th- that's it. And then and then again, I'm doing some weekly episodes. I, I didn't anticipate to do a week like episode where I recap shit weekly. I just kind of thought maybe I could give my thoughts on some of this stuff, really, right? But, uh, yeah, that was fucking SmackDown. Go watch the post interview with uh, Bailey and uh, Sasha. They uh, were doing their photo op with, the, you know, how every, every champion does a photo op afterwards, and then they're holding the belts up and all that. And they're being as cocky about it. Even like so much so, they're being so cocky and annoying that it really annoys me a little bit. And I like both of them, but you know what I mean? Sometimes it gets really cringe. But the one part I really did laugh at, because, you know, the rumors last year about how Sasha had to take a a mental break from WWE because uh and people were making rumors that she was uh on the floor crying at a hotel room and all that type of shit. And uh 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 and then uh um And, again, who knows if that was true or not. Maybe it was one of those things they planted to basically make a real-life storyline out of. But Sasha and Bailey were fucking mocking that. And they're going, hey, let's get a picture of us crying on the fucking ground. I thought that was hilarious. So that was basically SmackDown. I thought it was a, a a rather entertaining episode you know what I mean, like, they put some fucking feuds in motion, that Daniel Bryan, the AJ Styles segment was probably the best thing on there, and then Bliss, and, uh, again, you know, the only caveat I get, the caveat are bad th- anyway, the only bad thing that, you know, I thought, I thought, I, I would've wished that Sasha pinned, uh, Bliss, so we could at least make the argument, oh, look, Sasha has pinned, uh, Bliss for the fucking tag titles and all that type of shit, but... I don't know what's gonna happen with, like, again, does Bliss and Nikki Cross now start feeling Does Bliss finally turn off, uh, turn off, uh, t- turn, uh, turn, uh, turn on fucking, uh, Cross, and then, you know, actually, you know, shows her heel side again? Because that's what it seems like. Like, they won the titles twice, and now both times they lost. And I could be mistaken, I think Cross got pinned both times in, in, in this case, I could be wrong about that though. I might have to double check. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I I was happy about it. I guess it prolongs it more. I wonder if they'll do a Shawn Michaels and Diesel thing where like they'll have the fe- They'll have the titles for like a little bit of a lengthy run, a little bit, and then when they actually start like, will like w- will they lose a the title and that will cause a feud, or does a feud start happening while they have the titles, and then. uh... And then, uh, you know, uh, um, then, you know, then, sh- you B- know, B- B- Bailey can do Shawn Michaels' impersonation by throwing the belt on the fucking ground. And, th- and then they'll have to fucking do a tag team tournament. I don't know. It seems like, you know, th- th- but again, I don't know how long they're going to do it. I don't know when they're planning on uh, striking with the Bailey and uh, Sasha feud. Like, will it happen by SummerSlam? Or is it going to happen... Uh, And by the way, they do SummerSlam and we're still in this like pandemic phase, which seems to have like really disappeared for the most part. Um, To me, I personally think that uh, they should call an audible and actually do SummerSlam on a fucking beach. Since, you know, uh, since, you know, uh, people, you know, you just get like a little like, you know, a little fucking beach. And you know, just basically kind of uh you know close it off for some of the people not to come in. it'll be under a closed little set for them and just you know do that. i think someone should do i someone's gonna take it i mean it, probably under AEW's... um probably more under AEW's fucking uh um style than uh w w e but I just think if you want to make again if you're good if you're you're gonna do this and you're limited with, you know, an audience and all, like, you're limited with no audience and all that, you might as well just do it on a fucking beach or something like that. Do something fucking creative with it. Since Florida, you're, apparently you're allowed to do whatever the fuck you want there, so. now I'll get into the in-your-house um thing, and uh, I might even just do that live reaction view, even though, I don't know, I, I feel like, I don't know, it just, it, it feels like a, a more lazier way to just do it, like, all at once, without, like, you know, like, like doing it, like, per match, which I won't give you the full details of, and I'll be like, oh my god, uh, yeah, that match was great, you should go watch it, while, like, the other match is going on in the fucking background, and then I'm not attention into that, and then I'll come on, because I, I, I just don't want to wait to do a whole review, so I review it there, you know, So, again, I'll give you my predictions. Just let me take a fucking little break.
0: Todd Pettengill, and we are just days away from having a house party that would make Kid and Play jealous. This Sunday... As the doors to our house remain temporarily closed, the superstars of NXT take over your house with an event 25 years in the making. Will Tommaso Ciampa be able to evict Karrion Cross? Can Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai dethrone the queen? And with all the lights turned on, the spotlight shines on an undisputed dream in the first ever NXT Backlot Brawl. All these and more, knocking on the door, Sunday, as we take over in your
2: house. Todd fucking Pennegal, man. They got Todd Pentagel but I mean, I probably wasn't doing much anyways. You know what's, you know what's funny about Todd Pennegal is that, you know, I I grew up as, a, like, you know, getting into my teenage years, basically, like, you know, uh, like in great, uh, I was saying, you know, uh, Yeah, 11, 12, 13 or so. And a bit of 14, I guess. Um, Todd Pennegal is basically, you know, this really, really nice fucking baby face, right? And because I wasn't a fucking cool guy and I liked nice fucking people that were, like you know being this nice fucking you know person kind of making cheesy jokes like that would be my fucking jam basically i always liked todd petty for some reason and i didn't know that when i got on the internet in 96 or so that so many fucking people hated him man cuz the internet already had its fucking uh the internet already had its uh um hardcore fan base that was really really fucking insane and again, because I wasn't used to the internet, I came on when we're talking about WWE, because that's all I know, they would call me a fucking Mark, and I didn't even know what the fuck that meant even back then, I was like, what the fuck, I go, "I go." my name's not even Mark, my name is, uh, again, I, I don't think my name was, I, didn't, I don't think I uh, used Hansy or Hanses or Hans or whatever. I think I was using Slimran or something like that. Or I oh, I think I may have been using BDC because I get it because like uh, that was like Diesel was like the coolest guy in ninety six to me. So I, I think I was using that. And I think even one guy, uh, when I was in another fucking room, someone goes, What is goes uh, what does BDC stand for? And they're guessing and he goes, Is it bacon double cheeseburger? Is that what you're doing? But, by the way, on on those on those on those chats right on those chats. This is how you know that I was fucking brainwashed. Cause I would be in chats and I would be playing a heel and a face in some of these fucking chats. And I'd basically use or I oh yeah, I also do homo say homo shit to, to piss people off too. So I would I would basically take promos because no one's really watching wrestling back then. There's a lot of people on, on this chat called Telecafe. I, I, I have to, <laughs> to do a podcast on telecafe. It's is one of the best fucking it's one of the best because fu- <laughs> it's one of the best fucking party it's one of the best uh, uh uh chats that was available back then so I basically I'd be cutting fucking promos I I'd be basically cutting fucking promos on ter- certain people and certain gr- certain women there I I think these people were were saying they're eighteen I was twelve and I said that I was eighteen. So and I'd ha- I'd have a cyber fucking girlfriend, so I don't know if those people were also fucking li- were also lying about their age and they're really my age too, but you know what I mean. I I, I was in a cyber relationship uh, then whatever. Again, I don't know where I'm fucking going with this, but basically I would cut promos on people and basically copy uh, Ron Simmons as Farouk. Uh, I would copy Sto- Steve Austin sometimes, and I would copy Golda's. And then uh, no one would, would, would no one would get it because no one was watching wrestling ba- basically, right? Some some of these guys would, would be watching wrestling in some of these chat rooms and all that, and and then uh, and then somebody eventually go hey like this guy he's copy he's copying that guy Farouk on on on, on television on on WWF whatever and all that uh, it was like I don't know. Again, this is what fucking hearing Todd Pennegal has done to me. It made me go back to the mid-90s. And frankly, I think I'd much rather be there than 2020. So let me uh, go on with, uh, you know, the predictions. And I'll I'll do the fancy thing where I'm like, let's book where, you know, let me see what I predict. And let me see what the company will do. You know what I mean? Because I have to be all fancy like that and try to fucking re-gimmick a fucking uh, a review show, basically. Um I'll say uh okay, so Mia Yim I I okay again, so I guess that's why uh Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai and uh Raquel Gonzalez got involved in the uh uh, uh that's why Tegan Knox got involved with uh the uh that that match and then how uh Candace and then how she she got she got in front of Candace loray and then while she was like stopping Candice loray after the count out happened then, uh, Gonzales attacked her while Dakota K ran out and, uh, um, attacked, uh, uh, Mia Yim, basically. So let me see if I got that right. T- Tegan Knox was in front of Candice LeRae because, because, uh, they were still, Mia Yim and her were still brawling. And then, Gonzalez comes out and attacks fucking Knox. Uh, while she's on the ramp and then while Mia Yim was lying in the in in the top of the ramp part, um, Dakota Kai came in again I, I thought that was random, right? I didn't I again I didn't even know that they were I thought I thought they were doing a fucking actual legit tag team between Mia Yim Mia Yim and Keith Lee with Gargano and Lora. I thought that was what the match was. I didn't know it was be this random match. But it's basically Mia Yim Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox versus Lorray, Dakota Kai and Gonzalez. Um, I'll, I'll say that the company will give it Mia Yim. will will go with Mia, will go with Mia Yim. I, I personally think the heel should win. Give Candice LeRae more of an upswing. Maybe you have her do that. I don't know. Maybe you get her to pin Shotzi or Tegan Knox or something like that. And you carry that. If you want to continue to do them, I kind of think the, the Mia Yim and, uh, LeRae, uh, feud is over. Is over. Unless, I, I, I think it might be continuing Maybe. Um, let's see right here. Fit. Um, starting with the matches that I I really have no fucking you know, feeling towards. I guess because you know it wasn't really over. It wasn't really overhyped. And I I haven't even even if it was Yim and Lee versus Laree and Gargano, I I again there's some segment I thought, but I just didn't, I I'm not listen, I'm not buying Gargano and LaRay as heels. I mean they're doing a fine job, but I again I'm not one of these guy. I'm not one of these guys that you know. Think the solution all the time is to turn someone heals to freshen their character. That's just me. unless you're unless you plan on doing it in a way where you you you're making the fucking character kind of healish for the moment, so that it, so that you know what I mean that you know they become a good guy again, but they'll have some of their heelish heat healish fucking personality, in that fucking character that's now a good guy like how Finn Balor is right now. Like Finn Balor is like. He didn't go back to smiling Balor now that he's kind of a fucking good guy. But yeah, him versus Damian Priest, um, you know what? I-, I will say that they'll just give Balor the win. I'll, I'll say that they, they, WWE will give Balor the win. What I think should happen, I think Priest should beat him. I think if you really want to fucking push uh, Priest... I mean, unless you're continuing, again, unless you're continuing the feud, that's that's the thing, like, because, again, there wasn't much built to this, all it was was really, Balor got knocked out backstage, and then he was the the, the reveal of it, and you really haven't seen much, at least from what I can tell, right, he, I mean, there hasn't even really been done that many promo, I think only Priest had a promo package, it doesn't seem like Balor is really, really, like, in a high-profile feud, because, like, even, like, the few... I guess because like, it's during the pandemic as well, so... Maybe they just didn't want to fucking put everyone there. Maybe some people took time off and shit. But, okay, I'll say, uh, yeah, so I'll say Damien Pri should win. So, okay, so let me go now, the last four matches. Um... Where do I go next? Okay, Tommaso Ciampa, and, uh, I'll, I'll say they have t- title matches for a la- while. You know what? You know what? F- f- fuck it. What they called, even though I, I want to say the title matches for last, I'll go because this because this feud I'll just get over with because that not a match that I really care for, because you know what I mean even though I've been amused with some of the build, I just don't really care as much about this feud because it just hasn't really the, the it's only been again it's only been these comedy fucking segments and then complaining basically, but I would say I'll say this that this past week. At least I kind of dug what the heel tactic that Gargano did, even though I'm not really with the character so so far and all that. I will say that I kind of, I did I did dig the tactic that he did on Keith Lee by using the fucking car keys on him uh, in his eye and shit like that because it wasn't a planned match. He was in his street clothes, so again, um, you know. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll say, uh. I'll say Keith. I'll say WWE. Will, I'll say both me and WWE will see that uh, Keith Lee will lose. Uh, will win. Will win. I'll, I'll say that. I'll say that. Yeah, Keith Keith Lee will fucking, you know, will win. And I think the company will book it that way. I don't know. How, again, I, again, maybe this is just a fucking transitional feud. Unless, you know, you plan on ma- making this feud longer and. Gargano gets another because it doesn't seem like with these title belts that they actually let some people like they do it like again it's rare that they that some people are winning it twice or even three times like you know what I mean like the undisputed era has probably won the war- tag team titles three times I think I could be wrong I know I know they they've won it multiple times and even uh, under different variations but you know what I mean and I think like you know Nakamura and uh, Nakamura and Joe are the only two people that have won the the NXT title two times. Shayna Baszler is the only one that's won the women's title well uh um, um two times, right? Now the Cruiserweight title, I mean again, I think the only time that's been done three two times is either uh, uh Enzo Enzo and uh and uh well what's it uh well Pac now, but Neville back the obviously as Neville he died twice, so like again, it seems like these titles it seems like they're more going like okay, most of the time he's gonna have a new guy just win it, so that's why i't you know, I don't see them going back to gar- 'cause gargano's already held this he held- all the titles that Gargano has held, they've held it for like short time, he's held it for a short time. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? I guess it's more about the moment of him winning it than actually, you know, having the fucking title. But, uh, yeah, so again, I I, I don't see... Again, I think Lee should move on to someone else other than Dijakovic or Damian Priest. I've seen that enough already. Now we'll go... Okay, so Tommaso Ciampa and and Cross, which to me... I think should be an evisceration of Tommaso Ciampa. You want to get over how Karrion Cross is going to be a fucking monster and shit? Karrion Cross should beat the living shit out of him. It should be something that's so fucking bad... That, like, you can't believe that Ciampa, who's been a protected fucking person... In, on the roster. On the NXT roster... And has been booked, been booked really credible. You should just if you wanna fucking get this feud over, and continue it going, you should just fucking destroy him. Maybe and again, it doesn't have to be... maybe make it a one sided, a one sided match completely. Or, or you know what I mean you could have a little bit of brawling, but I really I would really think that if you really wanna make this carrying cross character, come across really legit. I say you not only, like, fucking just beat him, you, like, bloody the fucking guy up. Like, you basically make Champa have to disappear for, like, a couple of weeks or even months. And then, you know, you come back, whatever. He comes back and he can kind of maybe get his win or try to at least get more offense. But I think this match should be short. And I think that uh, he has to fucking, he has to destroy him. He has to, he has to do that. That's the the only way I think you can get this guy over with. If you're intending on doing it. Like, that's, you know, again. Now, Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley, Io Shirai. I liked the video package this past week from that match. I thought it was dope. I thought it was, uh... I thought it was a really, really, really good, uh... A really good one, whatever. And again, what Triple H just comments about, you know, again, you know how I think everything WWE does is trying to piss you off on purpose for in real life, even though there's a subtle truth to it. So when Triple H comes out and says, "Oh, Charlotte's like the best at elevating other people's talents," right? Now, most you know of the smart fans that are anti WWE, of course, are going to be like, "No, Charlotte destroys it. Like the segments are tanking, and all of this type of stuff." Is, uh, is is like you know what I mean? She so character always kind of gets the titles. They want to uh, get her to Ric Flair's fucking level reigns, like the the like the the rain amount whatever they want to get to there with her, you know what I mean? They're basically she's a real life fucking heel, but because most fans can't think that they're being worked even at a real life level because, again, some of these people know that we're being worked, but they have to be performative about it to some extent. Um, you know, but, you know, I I think there's truth to it because no matter who she's against, people automatically fucking start, like, again, let's say Asuka's getting screwed off her, right? More, because anyone that's fallen victim, like anyone who's fallen victim to Triple H's reign of terror, people in emotionally getting more invested. You People who probably don't even... Let's say someone's not really a big fan of Oscar but doesn't really like Charlotte Flair. But because she's one of the uh, Charlotte's victims, you're going to hype everything up that's, uh, that somebody. You, you're going to hype them up completely. And you know what I mean? You're going to hype up people like, you know, Liv Morgan. You're going to hype up people like. Uh, like, you're going to be more emotionally involved. So, in some ways, on like this grander view, even though people don't think the WWE is capable of it. What the cult, she does kind of ele- elevate other people. It just not in the way that people think, and again, even 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 that will like if let's say WWE uh, ends up like say they get revealed for being fucking creeps or whatever corruption, and the company has to be signed over to someone else eventually, right? It's like they probably know that, so you have your fucking like so you, so you already have that Charlotte's getting nepotism, in WWE. I guarantee you, when the next person takes over, they're gonna use all that real life shit for fucking storyline. So that's what's good to me, at least. Maybe I'm wrong. That's fine, but I still think that Charlotte's supposed to be the heel she is. Again, but again, I think she's she's been doing well with it. I don't need to see her on every fucking show. But I think she's a necessary fucking villain. It's like I think Triple H is a necessary villain, even though the smart fans don't think so. So that's why, you know, so again, I don't know where this is going to go. Again, uh, I, I'm i playing on different scenarios. Does Charlotte pin Rhea? And then, you know, then it becomes a Charlotte and Io feud. It seems like that's probably... I feel like this feud is going to continue. I feel like Charlotte is going to fucking win. But they're going to get Io out of the fucking way. They're going to get Io out of the fucking way. Uh... And then keep the Flair and Ripley fucking feud going. And uh, and then, you know, Ripley will probably get her win back. And then people will already get tired of Ripley. Because even though it was fresh to get her to be Shayna Baszler, right? I just thought it was kind of random that she was in the UK for a bit. And that she randomly just caught fire, really. Like, you know what I mean? And on the internet, too. So sometimes I wonder if WWE kind of sets that up on purpose. 'Cause those other fucking people that I thought should have broken uh should have ended Shana Baszler's stre- Shana Basler's title reign. Uh you could have done Bianca Belair and LeRae are two of the ones that or or even Sheree to uh Sheree. Those were my fucking choices of who to end who to end it. You know what I mean? even though I like Rhea Ripley, I think she I think she's fucking awesome. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, like now, it just... I don't know. It just feels like... If you're gonna have her fucking win, you should have had her fucking... You should have done what I was fucking saying when I was saying that Charlotte should have lost to Rhea at, uh, at Mania, and then it makes her take a fucking sabbatical because she just loses her mind because she's presenting this elitist attitude and how her bloodline is so much more royal than everyone else's and all that type of shit that, like, she didn't get her way and that she's freaking, she's kind of freaking out, and then she would come back with more venom was something else, or something, you know what I mean, I just thought, that, it was a good way to get her, to be, kind of, off, fucking, camera, for the next couple, next couple of, fucking, months, just so, like, you know what I mean, you have her taking the, that, she's not, fucking, living up to what, she's presenting, uh, in this, fucking, symbolism, and all that type of shit, that's, what, that's, that's, that's what I think, I, I don't know, I, per, so, me, I will say that, uh, oh, by the way, with Chompa and Cross, I'll just say both me and WWE will me both me and WWE will fucking be right with Cross is gonna beat Ciampa. and again I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say personally I want Io Shirai to win, the the be and beat and beat Charlotte. I think char I think WWE would choose Charlotte to win. I think uh, that's how WWE will do it. They'll prolong Charlotte versus Rhea, and then people are gonna complain about that. And then finally, the last fucking match, uh, back, lot, last chance, back last chance, backlash, back lot brawl. Again, you you should have done a stipulation from an in your house that happened. You know what I mean? Because back brawl was fucking. Uh, I, I, I was WrestleMania twelve. Hopefully, we don't see anyone fucking. You know, again, put well, v- Velveteen Dream is probably gonna. You know. What is Cole gonna pull his fucking clothes off and find out? You are in his, he's in brawn panties like Goldust was. Unless there is a twelve year old in the room. No, I am joking, I'm joking. I am joking. Again, we don't know if that's you know. Yeah, by the way, it's weird that that, that hasn't no, nothing has come up. But again, there's there's investigations going on. But again, you know, uh, I feel like you know they when the elite when the elite institutions have that it's basically we're we're basically writing in a storyline for what's taking so long, so you might as well just get fucking used to it, you know, you might as well, uh, you might as well, like, you know, uh, like, get used to this guy in your fucking screen, and when we give him the title, then the, the the news will come out, there'll be more fucking controversy around him, because the internet now has a lot of storylines that are playing out, and instead of just telling you that there's systemic initiations going on, they're just going to have a fucking whole controversial storyline about this whole shit. That's just me. Again, I don't know what this match is. Gonna, is it going to be cinematic? I don't know. But, you know, it's going to be surrounded by car. Again, they brought back the Lion's Den mat kind of, in a way. So maybe this will be a better modern version. I hope it's not too cinematic, though. I hope it's just a, a, a legit match. Where you just actually like you can do it in different angle. I don't mind all that shit. You know what I mean? Like I don't mind it coming off like I just don't want it to be like the Undertaker and styles where it's like so fucking cinematic. Like you can do some of the stuff where you go, well, in storyline, the reality show producers edited edit it together kind of in a way. That's just my that's just my opinion. Again, I, I think it'll be a great match and I will say that Velveteen Dream is going to fucking win. I'll say Velveteen Dream will win. Now, maybe, uh, here's the thing, I think WWE might have Cole win. Maybe Cole has re-signed, and we think, okay, Cole's uh, not going to fucking AEW, so what will fucking happen there? You know, like, you know, what will happen if, you know, if we think that Cole's going to AEW and then he's not really going to AEW? And then you kind of, you know, uh. You kind of, uh, you know. Get fucking, you know. Get. I'm, dude, I'm out of my fucking mind right now. Yeah. I. Like, basically, like. You get to the you it brings you to the point that like they're basically fooling you, like they created this fucking work to basically make us start fucking talk because you know how all the pro aw people are gonna be like Adam Cole, Dynamite Bound soon and all that bullshit. You know there'll be a, there'll be a countdown fucking there'll be a countdown fucking. Uh, uh, clock. Yeah, there'll be an account of that. There will be an account of all the fucking details and fucking uh the all the fucking like l- little pieces of evidence that they've sprinkled on the floor throughout the last couple of months to go. Look, this is why Cole's gonna leave and all that type of shit. So I think it's kind of a smokescreen. I again, I would like to see Adam Cole in a different fucking in A W actually wrestling some of those guys. I'd be kind of cool. But again, I I think if the if they, if he loses the title, then they probably have to go to fucking Raw or SmackDown. I don't know if you're gonna separate them. But again, I, I don't know where it's gonna fucking go. Maybe you kick him out of the fucking group. Who who who's to fucking say? But so I'll say WWE will let Adam Cole win. While I'll say that I I, I want Dream to win. And maybe they kick him out of the fucking club out I mean they kick him out of after undisputed era. They've been giving more fucking, you know, uh, they've been letting Kyle O'Reilly's fucking personality shine a lot more lately. Maybe he kind of takes over or something, I don't know. I have this fascination with people getting ousted from their groups. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I so want fucking uh, Sammy Guevara to fucking, uh, uh. Let Sammy Guevara fucking, uh. You know, let's say me Guevara fucking take over the fucking group. You know, that's how where I'm standing with that. You know, but anyway, that's that's gonna be in your house. We'll see if I'm right. So let's go over what I again. Let's go over it. I, I said I thought I thought okay again. I want me I uh, I want uh, the heels to win. With Candice Larray, Dakota and Raquel Gonzalez, uh, and then I said I want uh. I said that I, I want Keith Lee. again, and I, and I said that the WWE would have uh, me the good guys win there. Then I said both me both me and WWE will do the Keith Lee winning probably. That's why like you know I'll go with it. I think they'll book it that way. Um, obviously, I said uh, Velveteen Dream. Uh, I I said Velveteen I said Velveteen Dream is gonna win and then I said WWE will book it Adam Cole. I said, uh, WWE will probably book it, uh, no, I say both me, both me and WWE will be on the Damian Priest, right? I could have been, I could have been wrong about that. Or did or did I say that, I'm not gonna rewind this back. I think I said WWE will go Balor. So I'll, I'll again, me, Damian Priest. Again, it's not gonna fucking matter anyway. I, I could have sworn I fucking said Balor. Shit, I, I'm gonna to rewind this to figure it out. Maybe I didn't even give a fucking option, but okay, you know what? I'll ch- if it isn't right, if it wasn't before, I'll I'll do it now. WWE will will choose Balor. I'll say Damian Priest. Okay, so there you go. Uh, I I said Io Shirai should win. I think WWE will do a Charlotte, and then uh with Karrion Cross and talk to Muscle Champa. I, I said that I will fucking choose Cross. and I think WWE will book Cross. If you want to do a little side bet, uh. Uh, l- let's see how how brutally he beats Tommaso Ciampa. Again, the he should fucking end it short. It should be a really vicious and violent fucking beatdown of Tommaso Ciampa. If you really want to get this carrying cross thing over, or is he gonna be another fucking guy like you know how uh in AEW these monsters come in and then they just lose to like the first big opponent. You know, have crosses fucking destroy him. That's it. Anyways, uh, uh, take it easy, guys. Uh, try to have a good ha- have a good weekend. I'm gonna come up with another podcast for the front of the thoughts. I didn't know if I should add it because again, it's getting late right now, and I, I probably might do it for Sunday, maybe you know. And then maybe with with the Sunday podcast, I can then uh, also add on the live reaction stuff to it, you know. Anyways, take it easy.